You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Communications Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. I'm happy to have my co-worker on the show today, Tahir Johnson. He's the Membership Manager and the Diversity Equity and Inclusion Committee Coordinator for NCIA. So he's responsible for driving membership and expanding the organization's presence, primarily on the East Coast. He was born in Trenton, New Jersey, and lives in the D.C. area since he attended Howard University, where he majored in marketing. Welcome to the show, Tahir. Hey, Bethany. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. It's nice to talk to you on the podcast, for sure. Uh, not just on Zoom meetings. We're doing a lot of digital communication these days. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show to hear. Uh, let's start by getting to know you and your background for those who don't know you yet. Uh, it's really interesting to hear where we all came from, what other industries, what other types of work we did before getting involved in the cannabis industry and movement, which is very unique. So uh, would you mind sharing with us what you did before getting involved in, in this industry? Sure. And I'll definitely say for me, it was absolutely a huge shift. I spent my entire professional career in financial services prior to transitioning to cannabis. So I spent over 13 years with a number of financial institutions from PNC Bank to Morgan Stanley to SunTrust, where I was a wealth advisor and I helped business owners and wealthy clients plan for their financial goals and manage their investments. So Switching to cannabis was definitely a huge move, to say the least. 
Absolutely. I also uh, worked for an international financial services type company. Um, and it's a whole nother world. You know, I had to wear a, a badge and I had to show it to a security guard to move about different parts of the buildings. And um, yeah, it was a totally different world working in financial services as well. Um, very cubicle, very corporate compared to what we're seeing in cannabis, right? Oh yeah, definitely. I was the guy in a suit in a in a corner office somewhere waiting to talk to you about your money. <laughs> oh yeah, money. Absolutely. Awesome. So yeah, financial services is definitely its its own world, uh, its own culture, uh, much like any other corporate culture for sure. So how did you get involved in cannabis then? Like you're you're in the corner office advising wealthy people on how to spend their money or not spend their money. Uh, you know, how did you, what'd you do? Did you uh, th throw it all up in the air and say, I'm out, I'm going to work in weed? You know what? I, I actually did, but it was a long path <laughs> to me getting there. <laughs> so my, um, my first inkling that I would be, um, you know, that the cannabis industry would be a viable business for me was back in 2013 when I saw GW Pharma do their initial public offering. Um, they had a drug called Epidolex that they were putting out to treat a number of different conditions. And when I saw that happen and I saw a big pharma taking a leap into the cannabis industry, Something said to me that this would be different than, um, you know, what I had known before, because prior to that, my only point of reference had been the illicit market. So once that happened, I knew that cannabis was going to be something bigger. But even then, it, it what that wasn't it that had me ready to make the move. So in 2018, my father was diagnosed with a neurological disorder and, um, I've remembered from college from a research report that I did that cannabis could potentially be a good um, treater for um, chronic pain and other types of disabilities like that. So I said to my dad, hey, dad, you know, I think that you should try getting medical cannabis. And he said, son, I grew up in the 60s. There's nothing you can tell me about weed. Um, and I said, no, dad, I really think that this could help. And so while he was a little hesitant to do it, I suggested that if he were to get his medical card, then I would go get mine with him. And once I got my medical card and I really got to see the legal cannabis industry and see, um, you know, learn a lot more about all the different ways that and different illnesses that people were treating with cannabis, I'll say I really just got addicted to it. And even furthermore, as I started learning about the history of cannabis and how we have this multi-billion dollar industry and people of color, um, and communities um, in inner cities largely don't have access to the drug. And the same thing where people are now making billions of dollars, other people are still being arrested for. As I got to learn more about that disparity, I felt like somebody with my professional skills could really be a good person to try to help, um, you know, help tackle that issue. And as I got more and more passionate about it, I found my way to NCIA and the Minority Cannabis Business Association and other organizations that were working on the issue. And that really is what pushed me to um, want to get in the industry. So like you said, it really was one day where I was in the office one day and I literally quit my job to go work at a dispensary um, as a bud tender because I thought that that would be my best way to get my foot in the door and learn the industry um, from the ground up. And that was such a great experience when I did that. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. Great story. Um, I'm, sh I, I'm, I know there's quite a few people that found themselves in that position where they were done with the rat race of whatever industry they were already in and just said, Hey, I want to do something new that I care about. And cannabis, cannabis has offered that to many, many people as, as difficult and tumultuous as this industry can be. Uh, considering it's still federally illegal, but uh, but here you are working at NCIA. I think you started working here last summer. Uh, uh, I'm sure you remember exactly uh, when you started. July 8th was one year for me exactly. I remember the day. Awesome. And you started in the business development department and, and recently you've shifted into a membership management role, pretty similar. And on top of that, you're working with our diversity, equity, and inclusion committee, and you're overseeing our equity scholarship program. Can you uh, just briefly talk a little bit about what you're doing day to day here at NCIA, what it's like working with all of us crazy activist, passionate policy wonks here in DC, Denver, and, and, and on uh, the West Coast? Sure, sure. Well, being, being a part of the business development team was certainly a great experience. In that role, my job really was to help to deliver the value proposition of NCIA to help grow the organization. And through that, I got the opportunity to really travel all across the country and interact with cannabis business owners from all different parts of the industry, learning about you know, their pain points, what were their goals, what did they really want to see done in terms of, you know, what they were looking for for policy. So in business development, it, you're really the opportunity to be the front facing part of the organization that's interfacing with all of our members and potential members. And so that was really such a great experience. And now, like you said, I'm in membership, but also working on our um, diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, the first of which being the launch of the Social Equity Scholarship Program. And that's been such a great experience. We've gotten almost 100 people apply from across the country, all social equity licensees and applicants. So I really am thankful for the opportunity to bring that diversity into the organization um, and also be able to provide resources for the social equity community to help them to be able to elevate and be successful in the cannabis industry. NCIA has such a wealth of information and resources and contacts. And I know that by having that community here, um, it will be hopefully create a meaningful impact. Absolutely to hear. It's great to have you working with us on all this. And when we come back from the commercial, we're gonna go more into the committee the scholarship program, and more about what's going on at NCIA. So we'll be right back after this commercial break. Stay tuned. Awesome. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. 
Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. And we're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, Man, I'm really one toke over the line. And I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, with the National Cannabis Industry Association, and we have been getting to know my co-worker, Tahir Johnson. He's based in our D.C. office uh, which people are people are popping in and out of the office a little bit, but of course, it is a pandemic and people are social distancing. Uh, so much like our Denver office as well, kind of taking shifts here and there as we feel comfortable, but mostly working from home. Is that right? Oh yeah, I'm at home all day now. I definitely miss the DC office. Um, you know, there's so many amazing people stopped by. It, it would be. It wouldn't be unlikely for a member of Congress to be stopping by in the afternoon to be talking to our government relations team and really having that interaction and being able to work closely with them helped me to really understand a lot of the issues that we're fighting for, not only as an organization, but as an industry. So now working from home really is a lot different. Um, I have a two-year-old and six-year-old daughter, <laughs> so most of the times I'm juggling um, parenting and you know, with the Zoom calls, and they often join me for um, quite a few of them. <laughs> yeah, they do. They're so adorable. <laughs> they're, uh, they're getting to know everybody in the cannabis industry. My six-year-old daughter has um, been on the been on the phone with cannabis executives from here to internationally. So it's it's been a pleasure. Oh my gosh! Well, we can't wait to recruit them. So. <laughs> Right. Well, let's let's start by uh, covering the basics of our diversity, equity and inclusion committee, which is one of NCIA's 13 member driven committees. There's also committees like the marketing committee, the banking and finance committee, all that. So it is really exciting to see what all these committees are doing. But you in particular are working closely with the DEI committee, diversity, equity and inclusion. Um, Let's start with an update on what's going on so far this year and what's around the corner in the works with the committee. 
Sure, the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee is working very closely with me as we're looking to implement diversity, equity, and inclusion across all facets of the organization. Um, you know, diversity in cannabis is something um, that we that we really are hoping to make an impact on and increase. And the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee has a number of different webinars and white papers and things like that that they're working on. They actually just seated their new um, their new chairs and leadership for um, the next year, which I'm really excited about. We have Khadija Adams, um, who will be the new chair of the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee, who's bringing a number of years of experience, um, you know, in cannabis and in um, in finance. So I'm really excited to see what her and the rest of the committee are going to put out this year. Um, I believe that they have about 27 members that are going to be part of the committee for the next year from all over the country. So it's really exciting. Wow, that's a big committee. Awesome. It's nice to see all the all the voices bringing, stepping up and, and committing uh, to this conversation. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. and, there, and there was so much interest in the committee. Um, we had such an overwhelming number of applications and people that want to lend their voice and help to this. Um, if only we could fit everybody, but I'm really happy um, and I really feel like we have a solid team that's going to be able to do some great things. Fantastic. I'm really glad to hear that. Looking forward to it. So taking it to the next step even is NCIA's brand new equity scholarship program, which you're also heading up and overseeing. We're all really excited about this program here at the organization, but I'm just going to let you talk more about the program and why we're doing it and how people can find out more, get involved and support our efforts. So with the social equity scholarship program, First, I want to say, if you are a social equity applicant or licensee anywhere in the country, please go to the cannabisindustry.org backslash equity and apply to be in the program. We would love to have you on board. Um, and what the program does is it offers complimentary membership to NCIA to anyone who is a social equity licensee or applicant. And some of the benefits that you get from that are um, access to BDS analytics. Um, you get attendance to our trade shows for free. You also would be able to attend our virtual events, and you also get special discounts on NCIA marketing. One of the other things that I'm really excited about that I really love is, like I said, we have almost 100 members um, that are now part of this community, so they get to be a resource for each other. Um, we just launched something called NCIA Connect that allows our members to be able to network with each other, and through NCIA Connect, I've already seen um, you know, people across the country coming together to collaborate and learn from each other. So I'm really excited that people from the social equity community can be a resource to each other in addition to um, the resources that they get from being a part of NCIA. And the reason this program was so needed and the reason social equity programs are needed in general is because as we look at the cannabis industry, uh, the people who have been most harmed by the war on drugs often do not have access to um, opportunities in the industry. Um, financial barriers preclude them from being able to get in. You know, as we look at ownership from, um, from African-Americans and um, the Latinx community, it makes up less than 10% of the cannabis industry. Um, so at NCIA, we want to do our part to be able to, um, again, just increase access to the industry and also um, influence the success of those from the social equity community in the industry through NCIA's network. Over the 10 years that NCIA has been in existence, from our not only from our trade shows to our events, 
there's really no better place to get access to advocacy, education, and community in the cannabis industry. And um, having the opportunity to grow that um, through this program is something that I'm really excited about. Um, one of the biggest things that we're working on is on September 1st, we'll be having our first webinar. Um, and that is going to feature regulators from around the country talking about social equity, first defining it and then giving details about the programs in their specific areas. So we have Shailene Title from Massachusetts. We have Kat Packer from Los Angeles. We have Nina Parks from San Francisco, Chaney Turner from Oakland, and last but not least, Dashita Dawson from the city of Portland. So that's going to be an exciting, um, exciting webinar to be able to just have all of those dynamic women of color who are experts be able to um, just talk about social equity and hear it right from the people that are making policies. And I think it will also be good as other states look to implement these policies for them to be able to hear some of the successes and um, even some of the shortcomings of the existing programs that they'll be able to implement those and make stronger programs for the future. Gotcha. Excellent. Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to ask you about. So yeah, NCIA has been stepping up our digital game during this COVID-19 pandemic, during times of social distancing. So you've probably noticed, our listeners have probably noticed at least one, if not two or three webinars being offered on a weekly basis these last few months. Um, and, and there's some great opportunities to uh, network with each other um, with the webinars as well. So you were mentioning the one coming up on Tuesday, September 1st, um, and you mentioned some of the experts that are going to be on that. How can people make sure that they're registered? Um, well, you can go to um, thecannabisindustry.org backslash events to register for the webinar. Another um, great web series that you also want to look out for is our Cannabis Caucus series. That is going to be amazing, covering a number of different regions. And we're doing that again after we had a, a lot of success launching our virtual Cannabis Caucus series a few months back. So like you said, Bethany, we're definitely pivoting and getting out a lot more digital content to be able to keep our community educated, even though we can't get together at conferences. Yeah, I definitely miss those events. Um, you know, even even the big expo floor full of five, six, seven, eight thousand people, which can be slightly intimidating. Uh, I miss it for sure. I, 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 I miss that we couldn't go to San Francisco this summer for our Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, but uh, we're hoping next year in 2021, we can resume our event schedule. I'll talk more about that after our last commercial break that we're about to take right now. So stay tuned. We'll be right back to wrap up our conversation with Tahir Johnson of NCIA. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. 
Oh, lady marijuana llama, tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Himping, that's the point. Download and play while you like yourself a joint. Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. I'm your host, Dr. Dina. We've got David Faustino on the line. Bud Bundy from Married with Children. Did you feel nervous being a celebrity walking into a weed store? I don't remember at all being like, ooh, I'm scared someone's going to take my picture here. What are they going to say? Bud Bundy smokes Bud? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a big shocker. Hey, this is David Faustino, and I'm on Cannabis Confidential with my girl, Dr. Dina, on CannabisRadio.com. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and we're wrapping up our conversation with Tahir Johnson. Tahir's been working with NCIA for a little over a year. He joined us last summer in July 2019 and recently has stepped into a role of overseeing our Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee and our Equity Scholarship Program, which he just talked about before the break. So, we also have been talking about NCIA and how this is our 10th year as a trade association representing the legal cannabis industry. Um, so we're celebrating all year long. We're doing a lot of refre- reflection. Uh, what I'm asking everybody is, where were you 10 years ago? And could you have predicted the industry would look the way it is today? And I started asking this question before before there was a pandemic, before we knew that life would change. So the one thing I would add to that is that cannabis is an essential business during COVID-19, like grocery stores. Um, wow. I, I, first of all, couldn't have predicted that we would have this many states for adults over 21 that can purchase cannabis. And I sure as hell could have never told, predicted uh, that <laughs> cannabis would be an essential business during a global health crisis. How about you, Tahir? I definitely wouldn't have either, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so as you look into the future, uh, do you have any predictions for what our industry will look like 10 years from now in the year 2030? Sure, sure. Well, First, I'll say it's interesting that you, as you talked about essentials, um, because 10 years ago, it makes me think of where I was. 10 years ago, I was working for PNC Bank, managing the bank inside the grocery store. So my job used to be to try to get somebody to come and open up a bank account or apply for a mortgage or a loan while they were shopping for their bread and eggs. So I certainly never thought that I would be in the cannabis industry, but I am happy to be here. You know, and as I look 10 years out, 
you know, I would say it was hard to say when, but I'll say with the rapid pace that we're starting to see more legislation in favor of cannabis. And even when we look at the public opinion of cannabis, I would find it hard to believe that cannabis would not be legalized 10 years from now. If you asked me, of course, I don't have a crystal ball, but I would say that I would see it probably becoming legalized sometimes within the next few years. And hopefully, and I'll say absolutely within 10 years, we'll have a full, um, more robust industry that's fully regulated, um, like, you know, any other, um, any other thing. So I hopefully, I believe that the cannabis industry will be successful, continue to grow, um, you know, strides, especially after we see it um, fully legalized. For sure. You got it. Absolutely. I think we're all pretty optimistic as well about all that. Um, one thing I want to mention in our last couple of minutes here, um, you're on Facebook Live every Wednesday. You've been working with our awesome social media manager, Vince Chandler, um, to talk about uh, equity updates. So every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, NCIA's Facebook page goes live with you and some guests, um, are, are these applicants of our equity scholarship program and what kind of conversations are you having on our Facebook live show? Sure. So every Wednesday at 11 AM, I'm doing a show with Vince called the cannabis diversity report. And each week we're featuring different people from the social equity community. Some of them are um, members or applicants of our social equity scholarship program. And then others are just people that I know um, from the industry around and that are doing great things. Um, you know, one of the one of the goals of the show is not only to be able to educate, but also to provide a spotlight for people of color in the industry as they don't always get the opportunity to have their stories told. So we want to use our platform at NCIA to highlight those stories. And it's really been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of um, great people on there. Like um, the week before last, um, one of my guests, Reginald Stanfield, announced that he was the first um, cultivator um, in Massachusetts um, that's a person of color to get his license. And then weeks before that, we had Hope Wiseman and Shayuna Dataji, the the youngest African-American woman and man to own dispensaries in the country. So we're having a lot of different types of interesting conversations. And I would love to have you tune in every Wednesday to listen and learn more about it. And I also have it available as a podcast as well that people can listen to. So it's the Cannabis Diversity Report on our Facebook page um, and anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Excellent. Great. Thanks so much for doing all that work with our with our committee and with the equity applicants. And sounds like Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern is a great opportunity for people to check in with NCI's Facebook page and, and watch live and hear those conversations. Awesome. Thanks for doing that. Another thing I want to mention in our last couple minutes here, you also mentioned this earlier, NCIA has our Cannabis Caucus Educational Series. These are typically held in five to eight regions across the country, um, networking, evening, cocktails, policy update, of course, everything's cyber now. So in, uh, in the summer, we converted our Cannabis Caucus events to a cyber series, and it was such a success. We're doing it again in September. So starting on September 15th, uh, we will be having regional virtual events. 
definitely find out more. These are complimentary for NCIA members and I believe an exclusive benefit now. So I believe you have to be an NCIA member to get involved in the Cannabis Caucus Cyber Series. Additionally, our webinars, which we've mentioned, have been rolling along. Some of them are also exclusive for NCIA members, uh, whereas some are now for a fee. Uh, if you're not a member, you can, you can pay to watch the webinar, but NCIA members get complimentary access to all of our webinars. Uh, well, we have run out of time, but to hear, thanks so much for joining me today and for telling our audience more about the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee and the Equity Scholarship Program. Once again, um, where can people reach you? Your email, probably. Sure. Yep. That's Tahir at thecannabisindustry.org. I've also been doing a lot of communication by text, so you can text me directly at 202 9521146 and I'll answer any of your questions about NCIA or cannabis in general. I love to chat with you and thanks for having me Bethany. Awesome. Thank you to hear and thanks everyone for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.